Hello, hello. Um, we are thankfully back with another episode. Like we're, yes. we're doing good. What is this? <laughs> Two weeks in a row. <laughs> right. <laughs> when we launched in what September? Was it September mm-hmm. or October? And we're only September. And we're only on episode six of the podcast. Wow. <laughs> but in any case, um, I am Christina. And I am Alexandra. And this is Girl, Girl have you read? <laughs> but um today we um we have a few things that we want to talk about, all kind of wrapped around the book that we selected last week. Um every not everything that we're going to talk about is going to, you know, our opinions and everything aren't going to come directly from that book. These are just things that were sparked because they were themes within that book. Um, the book that we read was Heated Moments by Phyllis Bourne. What did you think? Um, this was my first Phyllis Bourne book, actually, and I thought it was refreshing. I think I agree. Uh, I agree. I think a lot of times <laughs> what I read is, like, it has a heavier point to it. Yes. But I think this book was just. <laughs> Like, it had a little bit of drama in it, but it was mostly fun and lighthearted. So I, I did enjoy it. I absolutely agree with that. Um, and that kind of leads into one of, into one of the things that we were going to talk about. The fact that this book is actually, um, is actually, I believe would be categorized as a romantic comedy. Um, it's not strictly romance. It's not angsty or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was expectations when we're going um, when we're going into a book and how what we how what we expect to happen may not necessarily line up with what does happen and mm-hmm. how that affects our perception or enjoyment of the book. Now, I had read Phyllis Bourne before, and so I know that um, I know that she uses comedy in her writing. I know that she's a funny writer, and I know that she's um, I know that she's she she's good. She's really really good at injecting humor, and so I kind of expected it. But well, no, I won't. I won't say that I expected it. I was not expecting it. I didn't really go into the book with any expectations other than that I would enjoy it mm-hmm. um, because I had read her before. But I think the first the first bit of comedy kind of took me off guard, and then I remembered. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Step back. Because, like you said, I'm so you. I've gotten so used to reading, you know, kind of heavier stuff. I'm and what I'm writing right now. I'm kind of in a heavy. I'm I'm in the heavy place on it. The mm-hmm. last couple of books that I've read are all kind of heavier themes or more. Um, Just really serious. Something happened yeah, that's like really serious. Right. It's, yeah. it's more serious themes, and so it kind of took me off guard. But in a good way, like I was able to once once that clicked for me, I was able to settle in and really enjoy it. Whereas I think that sometimes when we when we go into books with certain expectations from certain authors, um, that that kind of that that kind of kills the story for us. Like for mm-hmm. like, for yeah. example. I write in several different genres, and I think that someone who read, let's say, let's say someone read Inevitable Conclusions, and then they went back and read, like, The Right Kind of Trouble, which, which yeah, totally kind of in, <laughs> right, it's, it, it, that book kind of falls in a new adult category, and, you know, it follows a heroine who is, who is in college, and the story is a lot more lighthearted, the sex is, you know, a lot 
it's 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 not it's just not the same. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. And so I think that someone who went from inevitable conclusions to that other book, if they had put me in, I guess, a certain kind of box as a certain kind of author with inevitable conclusions, that might color the way they look at you know, at, it might color their enjoyment of the right kind of trouble because it's a totally different type of book. And um, I try not to do that to authors. Like, I, I try not to do that. I try to let my only expectation be that if if I read you before and the writing was quality, I expect quality writing every time. Like, mm-hmm. if I read something, if I read one of your newer projects and then read some of your older projects, yeah, I'm expecting that, you know, that the quality is going to be different because as authors, you know, we grow. We're supposed yeah. To, yeah, we're supposed to grow with every project, you know. So I'm expecting to see, you know, maybe a difference in quality. But I want to see, I still want to see the quality. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I try not to put authors, um, in, in in any certain box as far as what they will and won't write. Right, especially because I think we both can appreciate an author kind of stretching their writing muscles. I know we talked about that. Absolutely. Just going beyond your previous project and saying, like really putting your mind to doing something new and something different for yourself, trying not to worry about what the audience's reaction will be. Exactly, exactly. And I think that... um. I think that that is very, very important um, to that we let our authors and you see I'm taking ownership of all of y'all. Y'all all are mine. Um, <laughs> we have to let our authors, you know, our favorites, you know, to give them room to do something um, to do something a little different because I, I I don't I do believe that you know that Phyllis has projects that aren't you know that that would not be categorized as romantic comedy that just happens to be what I've read you know out of her backlist that just happens to be what I've read um, there's actually another project um, called A Moment on the Lips that I've not read that one yet but when I told I told a friend of mine that I was reading Heated Moments and I mentioned the author's name, I mentioned Phyllis's name, and they were like, oh, you have to read Heated, not Heated Moments. That's the one we just read. You have to read A Moment on the Lips, you know, and she was, you know, highly recommending that because she really enjoyed it. And so that that might actually be, um, other than whatever we pick for, to talk about on the show for next week, um, that might be, my next read will be another one of hers. But, um, and then, but going, going, kind of going back to the thing about expectations, um, and this is not even, you know, this is this this is not specific to, you know, to romantic comedy or to, you know, to the book that we read for the week. But I just, hmm, I think about how sometimes in 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 reviews, how we. I'm trying to. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out how how to say this. I wonder how much of what we read from other authors we bring into we bring into the next book that we read with us. Because um, a criticism a criticism that I received in a review was that oh these are just the the typical you know everybody's rich everybody's beautiful and this is kind of 
and it was on an and it was on inevitable conclusions and inevitable conclusions was my first that I've written I you know say. where <laughs> where the characters are rich and the characters are celebrities and that kind of stung a little bit like the person they left the good reviews they really enjoyed the book you know but that that little remark kind of stung a little bit because it's like wait a minute I don't even usually write about people <laughs> like this like all right you know I write about the people from down the block you know I write about you know people young people who are you know people who are becoming business owners and different things like that but I definitely they're not always rich and I no. have something to say about that beautiful thing <laughs> in romance but we'll, we'll come back to that but I was just saying that I wonder how much you know if you've been if you're I guess tired of reading a certain trope in romance you know will you will you I guess count off on the author because you're tired of reading that trope in romance yeah yeah because I know like when I I don't read as much as I like to, but when I do, if it's kind of the exact same flow of what I just read, then I'm like, huh, like, <laughs> right? You want to find something different? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if it's not like a lot different, but I still want just something, just a different, you know, different energy, a different, a different vibe. Exactly, and I, I mean, I, I agree with that, but it's just kind of like that's not the author's. I guess right right <laughs> your, your book order choice is not the author's yeah right like I was reading um and, and this 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 thought was was not actually sparked from you know from reading my own reviews but I was reading um I was reading in another it was another it was a review on a different book how the person took off because they hate cliffhangers or the person took off because like they took off points on the review like they took off a star in a review because they didn't like cliffhangers or they took off a star in a review because I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, of, of what else you know of, of other things but we can we can go with the cliffhanger thing it's like what are you doing <laughs> like it's okay you don't like you don't like cliffhangers fine but is that really something like is that really right. something to that really broke the book for you? Yeah. <laughs> right, like that really just destroyed the book for you. Especially when I see I, I see a lot of people now, and I I even do this now. In my if I have a project that's going to be a cliffhanger, I only have two that in you know that that in a cliffhanger from a romantic suspense series. But I even put in there like this book has a cliffhanger, <laughs> like in the you know in the synopsis of it, and I see reviews like that. In books that have the warning in the synopsis, it's like, well, like, right, like, what are you doing? (laughs) Or I've read, I've read, you know, I've read reviews where, you know, the, the, the person leaving the review, you know, was like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of stories with this, or I'm tired of stories with that. Or this morning in, in my group, um, Someone posted where someone had posted some where where another author was saying, you know, that someone had left in a review that she wished she knew that the person's characters were Mexican American and she wished that she had gotten a warning. And I'm just like, what? What the hell is the world coming to? You know, and it's like, I mean, where I knew people that even go. Oh, right, it's like I knew, right? It's like I knew people thought. I knew I knew that people thought like that. Like I I know that people think like that. Don't get me wrong. I know that some people they they don't want to read about um they don't want to read about people who aren't white. Like I know that, and I don't even have too much judgment for it because 
I, I like to read about people. black people. <laughs> yeah. So I, exactly. I can't judge that too harshly. My thing is, why the hell do you need to say that to the author? You mad? Read right. that book. Like, why do you keep <laughs> it moving? Like, why are you so salty? <laughs> the author. Like, I don't understand that. It's like you have a negative review to leave, leave, you know, leave your negative review, leave your negative review because you didn't, you know, you, you felt the book wasn't well written or, you know, you felt like the characters were unbelievable or there were too many, there were too many grammar errors. Whatever, leave your negative review, but bullshit like that, keep that shit to yourself right. or tell a friend. Why are you telling the author that? Like, like, Go off. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. There, there, like, there are just some things that are that that it's like okay, people have a right to their opinion or whatever. So I'm I'm certainly not knocking anyone. Who wants to leave a negative review on a book? You feel that strongly about it? Leave it. But there are some things that I just feel like you're attacking the author. Like you Mm -hmm. need, like, 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 sit down somewhere. Don't Mm -hmm. write that down. If you feel like that, rant to your friends about it. Which is what you know. Which is what that's the advice that we authors give each other about these reviews. (laughs) You know, about these. Don't respond. Right. Don't Don't respond. And it's not the negative reviews that is a problem to not respond to. It's the stuff like I wish you told me this book had Mexican characters in it. That's the stuff that's hard not to respond to because let me tell you, the first time Christina gets a review talking about I wish we'd known that these books were black characters, I'm responding. First of all, (laughs) Christina is going to respond, and I don't mean to talk about myself in third person like that. I'm just saying that that is when I'm responding. I can say you think my heroines are weak and whiny and you think that my heroes are punks. Whatever. Okay. That's your opinion. But what you're not going to do is come at me sideways <laughs> about, <laughs> about this other stuff. But. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. We are way, <laughs> way off topic. <laughs> Let's, 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 I guess, let me take us back to the Yeah, let's, let's scale this back a bit. Okay. Um, another Ooh, one, one okay. of the themes yeah. in heated moments was, um, was, was the small town that a large percentage of the story takes place in. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> in general, I, don't like I don't like small town settings. Like I'm okay with a neighborhood setting, but in general I don't like those really small self-contained um mm-hmm. self-contained cities or towns that that small town vibe. I just can't deal with it because I grew up in a small town. <laughs> and it just drives me Oh God, it drives me up a wall. Like the the nosy neighbors and you know, everybody knows the rumors. That was the rumors and oh my God, like this book I enjoy, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the book, but this book drove my blood pressure through the roof. Like I was stressed. Oh my God. It's like the stuff that kept happening around her was so infuriating. Like oh my. 
it even before she me. got to the town like right. <laughs> let's go back to sibling relationships mm-hmm. um, because that was a big part of this and she has this brother named Cole uh, <laughs> oh he got on my nerves he beyond <laughs> got on my nerves oh my god he's so stubborn he's yeah so I was gonna say I don't even know what like I can't even like put my finger on exactly what it was but I was just like dude like you are annoying right he's so stubborn he's such a know-it-all and it's to the point where he won't even let you get a word in edgewise and he was like that in his book too <laughs> <laughs> I read. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed his book because I liked his heroine. I liked Tia, but coming into this book, he was just annoying the shit out of me here too because he has this his sister Lola. I think Lola was what twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. She's like mid twenties, um, and she's quote unquote a troublemaker, but. It's she's always really good intentions, yeah. It's always it's like the things that she's doing that are getting her quote unquote in trouble are things that she's doing with good intentions, but her siblings won't even hear her out. Like they're not trying to hear it. It's like they're always taking someone else's word over hers. Mm-hmm. It's never, you know, it's never let me sit down and listen to my sister and see, you know, and figure out what she needs from me, figure out, you know, how I can be there for her. And the hero, um, God, his name just slipped my mind. What's his name? Dylan. 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 Cause I'm, I have Cole in my head. <laughs> Dylan, you know, puts it perfectly. You know, I'm not trying to hold her back. I'm trying to hold her down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy that it takes this guy who she just met three, two, two or three days ago. I don't even think it was two or three days. No, they didn't know each other like a day. It was like a day yeah. or two. Yeah. You know, it takes him to be like, she's a grown woman. I can sit down. I can, you know, I can listen to her. I can hear her out. I can hear what she has to say. It takes him to be, to say that. And her siblings, when her siblings won't. And that just, that, that drove me up a wall. That drove me up a wall. And I'm, I'm, I, I don't like, um, saying what authors should have done <laughs> in their books. And I, and I'm, and I'm really, I'm not about to now because I, because that was realistic. That dynamic is realistic. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah. I know definitely. people like that. But <laughs> I didn't I'm like it. I know. <laughs> right. Like, I would have loved to see her siblings, like, really apologize to her. Like, really sit down and say, hey, my bad, sis, you know, for mm. not, you know, for, for not seeing it your way. It's like, they, they, they kind of made up, like, but it was kind of sideways, like, okay, yeah, let yeah. me offer you a position with the company. And it's like, no, I don't want a fucking position with the company. I want <laughs> right. you to respect me. Like, I want you to stop treating me like, you know, <laughs> like she was like the side chick of the family. Like, right. like, like wasn't right. nobody on her side. Like, not even the women. <laughs> right. And that made me mad. Like, that made me mad because I couldn't, I couldn't see myself I couldn't see myself doing that. Like, I wouldn't, like, you're not, you're not about to sit here and railroad her, you know. And it's like every time something happened, they want to, it's like they wanted to get up and jump to her rescue and jump to fix her messes. And it's like, I didn't make a mess. This right. stuff happened around me, but I didn't make a mess. Like, don't, don't act and like, if you, you talk know, to me, you would know. <laughs> right. And the God, like, that just drove me. That drove me nuts. That <laughs> drove me nuts. And that's like, and and it's not, you know, it wasn't just, you know, in this book. I've read a lot of books where, um, where there's a sibling dynamic like that. And I always, I always hate it when it's treated as if 
that's normal or okay. In this book, it was not treated as if it was normal or okay. She was mm-hmm. pissed about that. You know, Lola was pissed off about that. She didn't like that. And she, you know, she made it clear that she didn't like that. But I've, I've read in other books where it's like, it's treated as if that is okay. Like the people talk to each other. Like, I, like, I don't know. I don't like, <laughs> Talking down on her. Like, dang. Right. Like, they're, why are you so hard? Talking. Right, it's like they're talking down on each other, like that's just normal stuff. And maybe, maybe because that's not, you know, maybe because I don't do that with people, <laughs> like I don't talk to people like that, that 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 feels odd to me. But as I like, I like to read sibling. You know, I like to read. I'm okay with reading in a realistic sibling interaction where maybe the siblings don't get along, where they argue or they fight. Like that happens, you know, that that's that's just real life, that's just reality. But I don't like it when it's treated as if as if this is okay. And what yeah. oh and another thing that I don't like, I do not like for um when like when it's like the hero and the hero maybe has a sister or something like that and the hero is like the hero's sister or cousins or aunt or mom or whoever are like talking crazy to the heroine and heroine is expected to just take it. Like Right. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Where the hero and the heroine, like they fell out, um like they they had their they had their falling out. Okay. But the hero's sister, like, she wanted to pop crazy, like, oh, you know, you hurt my brother's feelings and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bitch, y'all are grown. We're mm-hmm. all grown around here. Folks get their feelings hurt. You, What you need, you need to, like, no. Like, if this is real life, you need to get out of my face before you get punched. <laughs> like, for real, for real. You so turnt right now. <laughs> but no, because they're like, they're like, that gets me, like. Like I don't, I don't like stuff like that because I, I don't like, I don't like for people to talk to each other just any kind of way. Like we can raise, we can, you know, we can people, you know, they get passionate, voices get raised. That's the first thing that happens to me, obviously, you know. <laughs> As y'all, I mean, y'all can hear it. That's the first thing that happens to me is like I, when I when I get passionate or excited about something, my voice raises, you know, and I get that. I can get, you know, maybe saying things that might be regrettable later. I get that. But what we like, we're not going to treat talking to each other any kind of way as if that's like normal or okay stuff. Because me and your sister, we ain't never going to be cool again. She called me out my name. She wanted to, she wanted to jump crazy. We're not going to be cool again until I pop her ass in the mouth. How about that? (laughs) Then we can start over. (laughs) Right. Then we can start over. Since she wanted to jump crazy. Let's jump. <laughs> like, I don't like stuff like that. But um, but again, that's getting that's getting off of you know of talking about of talking about heated moments. Um, no, but I will say though, in this book, I like the way that Lola and Dylan's mom interacted. That was pretty. Sweet. I love that. I did too. I I love that, and I love their <laughs> the scene where she first meets Dylan's mom, and she's like. Ooh, I'm trying to remember exactly what she said. I'm oh, I think they were talking about it. like a, a bottomless box of condoms. Or bottomless box of condoms. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, he's the type of man that you meet and makes you wish you had a bottomless box of condoms. And this is his mother, and she doesn't know that this is his mother that she's talking to. And his mom is just like, oh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I hear you, girl. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, and then it turns out that Dylan actually overheard, you know, overheard that. But wait, let's let 
that's not the first funny thing that happens. And and what I'm about to talk about isn't even the second funny thing that happens. But when they got to the hospital and she first sees Dylan and <laughs> Okay, Lola Lola's agent has called her. She okay. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> so when we when we open the book, we open with Lola um being upset because her siblings Lola is a model and she's upset because her siblings and rightfully upset because her siblings have voted her out as the face of the company. Mm-hmm. And instead of her, they're using what Phyllis refers to as a drag queen, which, which could be considered, which could be considered offensive. I know she doesn't mean it offensively, but I, I, did, I can admit that I cringe. <laughs> uh, I can admit that I cringe when I read it. Um, cause I, I wasn't personally offended, but it's just kind of, you know, political correctness and blah, 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 blah. I'm not suggesting that she should have changed it because it was funny, you know. It was because, very funny because, right, dad, because we're hearing it, it from, <laughs> right, we're hearing it from Lola's point of view. And so obviously she's not going to be politically correct, you know, about everything. She's pissed. Right. <laughs> you know, so she's not going to really be PC about it. But so that's, so yeah, <laughs> pissed about that. And she leaves and um her agent calls her and tells her that there's a there's a there's potential for a position in New York. Um and I think they're in where are they? Um they're in like Texas, Texas or was it where they in Nashville? Where where did I get Texas from? They're somewhere <laughs> down south. They're somewhere <laughs> yeah. They're no. south and they're good. She's trying to go north. Let's just say. That. Yeah, she's trying to go north. She's dry. She decides to drive to New York because she doesn't want to deal with the airport because there was an incident at the airport. <laughs> so she didn't want to deal with the airport. So her agent, you know, calls to tell her about this. And so she decides, okay, I'm going to drive. And she's driving and she's, you know, GPS routes her down this lonely road. Um, so she's flying down this lonely road because there's nobody else out here. But she ends up getting stopped by the local police. And <laughs> she digs, she's digging around in her purse for her driver's license. And she has one of the big purses. And you know, women, you know how we get when we have the big purses. We, everything tends yeah, to go in everything. there. Right. And she ends up cutting herself on a pair of scissors. And she, you know, raises up her hand. And the officer that sees it is like this goofy kid or whatever. He was not a kid. Yeah, yeah. The uniform too big. Yeah, he, yeah. Right. He's <laughs> yeah. but um he sees the blood and I guess he has like a phobia for blood. He passes out, you know, and so she has to and the radio's not working, the cell phone's not working. So she drags him into her into her car to finish driving to drive him to the hospital so he can get some medical attention. So she's at the hospital, you know, just kind of waiting around, waiting to see you know, what's about to happen. And here comes Dylan. Dylan is the police chief of the town. So Dylan comes in and she sees Dylan. Well, no, 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 wait. (laughs) Before that, she gets a call from her agent that someone is trying to prank her. And so with this in mind, she sees Dylan and, you know, in his police uniform and and she sees him and she's like, he's too fine to be a police officer. They think I'm stupid. So she thinks that he's a stripper. Um, <laughs> and so because she thinks he's a stripper, like she's, you know, she's, you know, dancing around him, teasing him, you know, smacking him on the back. And like, dude, when I tell you my eyes were so big reading that whole scene, like, girl, no, no. 
But he handled he it well. Run to the jail, girl. Stop. Because he was straight just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Why? Like, no, for real, I am a police chief. <laughs> he grabs her like, are you on drugs? What is wrong with you? Because she really is being over the top. But she's doing it because she's thinking, okay, this prank show is trying to think of like a show like Pump. She's thinking that there are hidden cameras. She's thinking that this whole entire thing was to prank her. Like, this is what's yeah. happening. So so instead of getting got, she was like, I'm about to get y'all. Like, ah, oh, what right. y'all think about this? <laughs> right. And that, that was, that was pretty, that was pretty, pretty dang hilarious. And so then, you know, things move on, uh, <laughs> things move on from there. And this is where the small town, we can bring that back in because, People like the, the small town people, like one guy saying, Yeah, you know, I saw her smack the sheriff, not the sheriff. She, the yeah, she, officer. yeah, the police officer, yeah, she knocked him out and then dragged him away and like making it seem like she had, like she had purposely knocked the cop out. And then one of the nurses walked on, walked in on her smacking Dylan on the butt. And she went and told everybody that Dylan was dancing naked. And, <laughs> and it was just a lot. And they, they were just stressing me out. And then that mayor. Oh, Phyllis, oh. <laughs> if you ever listen to this, you know how to annoy some people because right, you I was like, so <laughs> My blood pressure. And it's like, I was so pissed for Lola. Like, she's trying so hard to keep her temper. <laughs> like, she's trying so hard. And they are, they are not making this easy for her at all. Like, not, like, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Cause if it was me, I never would have left the town. I can't remember what the name of the town was, but they never would have let me back out of the town. Like they would have kept they they would have been the, the one service. Right, I would have been the one prisoner in the cell with those pink sheets. Right, <laughs> just me. Because oh my god, like there's a point where so because um the police officer he's embarrassed about the phobia to blood, and so he lies on Lola, you know, and says. You know, says that she knocked him out, and so Dylan has to keep has to hold Lola because the police officer said this, and then the witness, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna say he lied, but he he embellished. He what yeah, he saw. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he can't see anyway. But right. <laughs> he was at a distance, right? But um, so she stays there, and she's trying to be able to to leave. And so they end up doing, they end up doing this night court thing and they have to wake the mayor, the mayor of the town. Cause remember that we're dealing with a really small town to wake the mayor up to come do this court scene. And then the court scene is like, if I was a little pissed at Lola, like Lola sit your ass down and be yeah, quiet. Yeah, I know. She kept, I know. Right. But then when, it's like, I know you're still mad. So I get it. But then it's like, Oh, Lola, like, shh, just let him talk a little bit. <laughs> right. And, but, but I mean, seeing how the mayor, seeing how the little mayor was, you know, she probably, she may as well have just <laughs> just yeah. said her piece or whatever because dude was stupid. Um, but this court scene, you know, it ends up get, kind of getting out of hand and it gets it gets uploaded to you know to YouTube. You know, the internet ends up seeing it, and so she ends up um, she ends up she ends up in, in contempt of court. <laughs> <laughs> Because she won't sit down and be quiet. She ends up in contempt of 
airport. And she ends up losing, you know, the opportunity that she had that she was driving to New York for because of this video that gets that gets uploaded or whatever. And then she um she has to do this community service. And those reporters, oh God, like that, that bothered the heck out of me. She's like, this is why I was saying that <laughs> this book had my blood pressure. Through the freaking roof the whole time. <laughs> but I will but, say this is when like the whole small town feel like struck right. home though because like the small town people were standing up for her and I was like oh like y'all y'all could talk about each other in the small town but it was an outsider trying to come through nah bro like you right. know my people right we could talk about each other but you you keep your mouth shut you don't talk about us. <laughs> And they kind of, they banded together to kind of protect her and kind of shield her from that. And so I really, really like that. And, um, but what we haven't, what we haven't talked about, um, just a lot is her and Dylan. Um, it, they were, her, her and Dylan were cute. You know, Dylan read as sexy. Mm-hmm. I liked, I liked Dylan a lot. You know, he was a very strong, he stood up for her, you know, even against her mm-hmm. siblings. Um, and he he supported her, you know. He was he was there for her, but but you know there was quite a bit of you know there was that insta love element that was cute, and it and it worked. It you know, it worked it within the storyline, and it was definitely cute. But you know, it was some insta love. I really wish that you know there had been room for kind of just a little bit of a slower burn. But I know that you know we are we are talking about this is this is um. This is with Kamani, and so I know that there are, you know, there are certain parameters that they that they have to fit. There's a certain word count, you know, that they have to remain within, and mm-hmm. so there are those, you know, there there are, there were those elements, you know, working against it. But I would have liked to be able to see a little more, um, a little more development to make it, I guess, to make it believable for me that she mm-hmm. gave up, you know, all those opportunities, right? Yeah. That that she potentially had for her modeling career to come back to this town to run for mayor of of this town that she was only in for like two days, mm-hmm. you know. It might have been three by was, that point. I will say that she. This was the first time in her life that she kind of felt like love, like in support and unconditional uh, kind of, yeah. you know, all that. She, so she wasn't getting it from that family of hers. I'm still right. that family of hers, like. Y'all, oh, <laughs> that really, her family really bothered me. <laughs> but, um, and I was, I was glad that she did not take, um, that she did not take the offer that Cole made for her to, you know, to come, to come into the business. Because how about you just apologize to me instead right. of, <laughs> instead of make offering me this job yeah. and doing this and that. You could just apologize, you know, and then we can we can talk from there after you've apologized to me. So yeah, he could have kept that. <laughs> <laughs> but um but but again, you know, overall I felt like it was a really enjoyable um I felt like it was it was it was a really enjoyable book. It was a cute read, it was a short read. Yes. Um I read this in like I read it in like an hour and a half. Maybe, you know, it was, it wasn't long at all. Um, it was a nice little, um, a nice way to kind of cleanse my palate, I guess, of yeah, the heavier yeah. stuff that I've been reading. Um, 
It, it was definitely short. Yeah, it was just short and sweet and fun and funny and drama without it being like, oh my god, like too much. Right, not the kind of stuff that you know that makes your heart that makes your heart race. You know, it's like you right. have this you have this concern about what's going to happen with her family. You know, is she going to end up in jail <laughs> for right. this? Um, if she's going to be able to, you know, to make it to New York to be able to to do the Today, it was something like the Today Show. I don't, mm-hmm. it wasn't called the Today Show, but it was something like was that, like, like Good Morning America. Yeah, something, something like live, something. Yeah. And it's like you're worried about if she's going to make it in time. You know, is she going to get in trouble again? Is the prank show going to show up? You know, you're you have all these things that you were concerned about for her, but it's nothing too, you know, it's nothing too heavy or too angsty that kind of puts you in, you know, puts you in one of those moods. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I, w- I would give Heated Moments a strong four stars. I agree with that. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm probably need to actually actually do that since we read it because you know I know that reviews are important and I'll probably a lot few a lot fewer spoilers in my review <laughs> whenever I um, whenever I put it up and at le- or at least go rate it um go rate it on Goodreads but um I think that we kind of covered or was there anything else that we wanted to talk about not necessarily even related to heated moments but related to some of the themes that were in the book um I had a list um we had small towns we had um <laughs> Oh, we didn't talk about just romantic comedy in general, but we did have, you know, the sibling relationship and that kind of insta-love element. But going mm-hmm. back to romantic comedy, I don't read, well, I guess we did kind of talk about this, but I was just going to say that um, I don't really read a ton of romantic comedy. Um, and so this was like we, you know, I think that was one of the first things you said about it, that it was refreshing, you know, that it was refreshing to to get that, and I feel like I need to read more romantic comedy to kind of yeah, we balance. just kind of need that reboot, yeah, like a right reboot. because the stuff that I've been writing is tends to be it has started to tend toward the heavier side, and I need to write something light. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write something light that stays light, <laughs> right? It stays relatively light, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I try to. Mm-hmm. Don't do me like that. <laughs> well, um, but, um, we have to we have to look at what we're going to read for for next week. Oh, let me yes. pull that up. Yes. Girl, have you read dot com? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also need to put up. Um, I also need to put up today's um, the third day of Christmas. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta put him up. Let's see. New release roundup. Okay, here we go. Let's see. And since I picked last time, we're gonna we're gonna go with whatever you pick. It looks like there's a lot of holiday. Um, there's a lot of holiday releases in this. There book. are, there are, and there have been for the whole month of December, which is fun. Because yeah. I don't really read a lot of holiday stuff, but since a lot of them are novellas, it seems like I think maybe we'll go with one of those. Okay. Ooh, let's do this one. Uh, the Realest Christmas Ever by Keith Thomas Walker. We can do that. I've actually, um, I've read Keith Thomas Walker before. I'm a fan of Keith. I, I hope that this is, this, this is good. Next week, we gotta pick something that neither of us, <laughs> we gotta pick a new author for both of us. But, um, I've read Keith Thomas Walker. Well, I, I, these are both new authors for me. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. We have to read somebody oh, that neither of us. 
Yeah, for both of us. But um, I've and I've actually read um, the realest Christmas ever. He has a book called The Realest Ever. I've actually read that before. I actually think that was one of my first reads. Um, That was one of the first things I ever read from Keith Thomas Walker, and I really, really, really enjoyed that. And so I'm excited that you picked this one. Um, When I was scrolling through, I (laughs) I saw it when I was scrolling through, and I hoped that I hoped that we would go with that one. But I was like, I picked last time. And so I'm going to try to be fair and let it go. But I was hoping. And I mean, how can you not pick this when you're scrolling through and we, you know, you're scrolling through and you see these two high body people. We we talked about that. Well, I don't think. No, we didn't. get We we never did really talk about that. That was on one of the episodes where we were trying to record. And Mm -hmm. we kept we kept cutting off. So we didn't get to talk about people with the hot bodies on the cover but in any case it definitely gets your attention and it you know it calls your attention to it and i think that that's um i think that that's a good thing and keith thomas walk he can write hot sex i've read you know his <laughs> sex scenes and stuff before and he can write hot sex and so i think it's appropriate that <laughs> that he can he, this is one of the people because okay one of the things that we said was putting you know hot people on the cover or you know and not even necessarily putting hot people on the cover or but whatever. Naked people, yeah, naked, naked or whatever. It's like, don't put this on the cover if I can't expect some of that in the book. Don't do it to me. I'm gonna feel tricked. I'm gonna be mad. But <laughs> I don't. I don't think that we will be. Um, I don't think we'll be disappointed. So I'm looking forward to that. And we'll have that ready for next. And and that's actually perfect because what is next week? We'll be. Recording on, we'll be recording on the 22nd next week. And so that'll be right before Christmas. Um, oh, my kids and stuff are going to be at home. Time on that day. But, um, but yeah, that'll be right before Christmas. I actually think that's a perfect pick for right before Christmas. Well, thank you. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we are going to, um, we're going to go ahead and say goodbye for this week. Um, as always, thank you guys for listening. I was about to say watching. Thank you guys for listening, and bye-bye. Bye-bye.